means that there is something that we can all take away from tonight, all right? Something that every single one of us can take away. But honestly, while I was praying, I specifically had these girls laid on my heart. And so I'm actually going to be sharing a story of an incredible woman in the Bible. So you guys are going to have a little added perspective while I speak. But again, listen to me. There is something that we can all take away from both parts of tonight. So lean in and listen in. I have a question for you. Switching gears a little bit, but listen, I don't need you to answer out loud. I don't need you to talk. I just want you to raise your hand, okay? How many of you would say that you've gone through a hard time? Yep, it could be divorce or a hard time in school. Again, I don't need you guys to talk. I don't need you to talk. I just want you to silently raise your hand. Keep your hands raised. Keep your hands raised. No talking. Guys, just take a second and silently look around the room. Don't talk to the person next to you. Just look around. Guys, every single person in this room has their hands up. Every single person. So again, there is something that we can all take away. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to encourage all of us in a really beautiful way tonight. Because when we go through hard things, guys, it can be really hard to keep going. It can be really hard to push through. But I want to give you a piece of encouragement tonight because I know we all need that. So here's your encouragement, and it's actually the bottom line for tonight. So go ahead and write it in your notes. When life pushes you, push through. When life pushes you, push through. And actually, go ahead and add on to that, maybe beside it, in parentheses, whatever. Put, with God's help. When life pushes you, push through with God's help. Because here's the thing, guys. We want you to understand that this is not all on you. It's not. We're going to unpack tonight what it means and how we can lean on God as he helps us and helps push us through those hard times. And actually, guys, I just had a really beautiful reminder of God's faithfulness to do that uh, just a few days ago. Um, And I have to be vulnerable. I have to be honest with you guys. As I said, I grew up in Indiana for a long time. And so this season of my life has been really hard, really hard. I love it here. I love all of you. I love the people I've met. But I spent 20 years of my life in Indiana. And so moving away from a place that was so familiar and moving far away from my family, the people that know me better than anyone else, guys, it's been hard. I've had days where I've felt lonely, where I've wanted to give up. But a few days ago, I was driving back here from out of town uh, really early in the morning. And by early in the morning, I mean before the sunrise, early. And if the sun's not awake, I shouldn't be awake. Um, But I happened to be driving through the mountains in North Georgia just as the sun was beginning to rise. And guys, the first rays of sun, the yellow rays, were just peeking over the blue mountains. And there was a light fog just covering the ground. Guys, it was awesome. It was absolutely breathtaking, let me tell you. I'm not used to the mountains, so I was in awe. And so one of the things I do to stay awake while I'm driving is I listen to music. And that morning, I decided to put on worship music. And so I'm looking out the windows at this breathtaking scene while words of praise to God are just filling my car. And it honestly kind of reminded me of the story that I actually want to tell you guys tonight from Scripture about an incredible woman who during her hard time, she worshiped God. And that woman's name is Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus. And her story is found in the 
could face having her fiance walk away. She could be shunned by her family, which means that they would literally ignore her existence. And to be ridiculed and rejected by her community. Guys, she was facing a pretty heavy dilemma. She could disobey God and be accepted by the people around her, be accepted by the world. Or she could obey God, but then be rejected by the world. Have you guys ever faced a similar dilemma? I know I have. But do you know what Mary's response was to this? It says in chapter 1, verse 38, Mary said this, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Guys, she surrendered to the will of God knowing that his plans for her were far more important than what the world thought about her. She was setting herself up for blessing in the years and years and generations to come. But guys, in the immediate future, she was facing all of those things. Rejection, isolation, ridicule. She was facing a hard time. And in the face of a hard time, do you know what Mary did? Guys, she worshipped God. She worshipped God. Let's look at Luke 1, verses 46 through 49. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy, holy is his name. Mary worshipped God in the midst of a trial. She saw past the trial and saw that this was a word from God. Therefore, it was a blessing. She humbled herself and praised God for this blessing, knowing that his plans were bigger. His plans were bigger than what the world could understand. His plans were to save the world. The world couldn't understand that, but she knew the word of God was so deeply rooted in Mary's heart that she knew she could praise God through this because she knew that God was faithful to his promises. She knew that. Guys, if you read scripture, God has overcome so many trials for his people. When you read in the Bible, God has literally won wars. He's won battle after battle for his people. But here's the thing. Those battles that he's won and the people that he's won those battles for are people that have obeyed his commands and believe in their hearts that God is faithful to his promises. John 16.33 says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take God, even through life's toughest battles. Worship Him 
Well done. Well done. Now, here's the thing. Casey, she taught us the bottom line that when life pushes you, push through. And she did a great job. She taught it from the perspective of Mary. Now, obviously, Mary is a female character in the Bible. And even though all of us, girls and guys, can learn from girls and guys in the Bible, just for a few minutes, we're going to look together and learn something from the life of Paul. So girls, even though he's a guy, let's all tune in, and we're going to learn some really great things. So Paul, Paul in the Bible, he was, in a lot of ways, what we may think of as like a man's man, right? I mean, Paul most likely had a beard. Paul was probably like rich out of his mind. The Bible tells us that he worked with, uh, that he worked with his hands. He built tents. But here's the thing, kind of like Mary, Paul experienced some really cool things. See, Mary got to raise Jesus, right? That's pretty awesome. But Paul got to uh, heal people. He got to start some churches that were incredible. But something that Paul and Mary and even us have in common, and Casey mentioned, is we all experience trials. We all experience difficulties. And so let's do this. Well, let's open up our Bibles if you've got one. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. If you've got a Bible, that's page 1164. If you've got a Bible, page 1164, that's 2 Corinthians 11. That's going to be on the screen, people. Let's go ahead and jump in. Paul is going to talk about and solve some of the trials, some of the struggles that he's endured. So let's take a look. It's a few verses, so let's hang in there. But Paul says this. He says, I've worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Verse 24, five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. So 31 times he was beaten by the Jews. Verse 25, three times I was beaten with rods, once I was pelted with stones, three times I was shipwrecked, I spent a night and a day in the open sea, I've been consistently on the move, I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers. Verse 27, I've labored and I've toiled and have gone without sleep. And I have known hunger and thirst and I've often gone without food. I've often gone without food. I've been cold, I've been naked. Verse 28, besides everything else, I face daily the pressure, uh, the, the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Like, I don't know what trials you've been through, I know what trials I've been through. I think we can all agree, like, Paul just smoked us, right, in uh, the trials that we've gone through. Paul has experienced a whole lot of rough stuff, but catch this, don't miss this part. He says this in verse 30. He says this, but if I must boast, you know what boasting is, it's like bragging, right? If I must brag, he says this, don't miss it. I will boast of the things that show my weakness. Now, I don't know about you, but to me this makes no sense, right? I mean, me and you do not go around places bragging about our weaknesses. I mean, I don't do that. You probably don't do that. But Paul is saying here, when I go through a weakness, I brag about it. But then he says this. He doesn't say 
what you would think that Paul would say. The reason that he boasts in his weakness is that he knows that when he is weak, in his weakness, God is made strong. I mean, just think about that, right? Even in the trials that you experience, whatever you're going through right now, whatever difficulty is in your life, that, Paul is saying, is the perfect example for you to lean on the strength of God. And see, that this is the key to the bottom line of the night. See, the bottom line is when life pushes you, when things get difficult, push through, but do it with God's help. Lean on God's strength. So here's the thing. I think if, if Paul were with us today, I think that he would share with us a few keys from the trials that he experienced. And the second one, uh, the first thing is in your notes, it's going to be number two. It's this. Remember that God is fighting for you. It's in your notes. Casey, uh, Casey gave you number one. Number two, remember that God is fighting for you. Let, let me tell you what I mean by that. I remember I was in the eighth grade. I uh, had moved to South Carolina from this area. And we had lived in this town for a few years, finished up my eighth grade year, like many of you are about to do. And I'll never remember a few days after school ended, my, my mom sat, sat me and my sister down and she told us that we would be moving cities. And I don't know about you, I don't know if you've ever moved, but for me at least, it devastated me. I mean, it was the worst, right? I mean, if you've ever moved, you know that you've got you've to pick up, you've got to leave all the friendships, maybe even family that you have in the area, and you have to start completely over. You gotta start new friends, a new school, maybe new sports team if, if that's what you do. All these things, new church, maybe. And I was lost. For me, this was a really big trial, a really big struggle. And here's the thing: I'll be honest. When we we moved houses uh, fairly close to the beginning of summer, and really, to be totally honest, this was like the most depressing summer ever. I mean, I have met nobody, uh, joined like no sports team, the restaurants were not nearly as good. I mean, it was a struggle, right? It was a struggle, but something really cool happened. See, and so about a, a week before school started, I got this invitation uh, to attend a Bible study. And uh, it just so happens that this Bible study uh, was taking place the day right before school and it was kind of made up of some guys of, uh, at the, from the high school that I would be attending. And so kind of nervously, I, I say, yes, I'll go to this Bible study. And I don't know about, about you. You've probably gone to some place where you knew nobody. It's pretty nerve-wracking, isn't it? I mean, it's just it's nerve-wracking. You, you don't know anybody, and you're thinking, what are people going to think about me? All these things. And so I muster up the courage to go to this Bible study. And it was that night that God taught me what it meant that he was fighting for me. See, that night, it was a Sunday, I started school on a Monday. On that Sunday night at this Bible study, God was fighting for me because the guys that I met that night were some of the closest friends, not only that I had in high school, but even now, those are some of the closest, godliest friends that I have. And it was that night that, that I realized that I did nothing to earn those friends. I didn't even want to go. But here's the thing. That 
that I was struggling with of not having friends, God was behind the scenes working to give me friends. Isn't that incredible? God was fighting for me. So, so I want to get very personal for just a moment. Think in your mind, is there a struggle, is there a trial, a tough time in life that I am going through? And if so, my encouragement to you would be to realize, to remember that God is fighting for you. What if, in your trial, God is behind the scenes working for you? Maybe it's parents splitting up, or maybe it's some depression that you've been struggling with. I don't know. But in twelve, God is fighting for you. And, and here's a second thought that maybe Paul would tell us if he were here. This one's not in your notes. You can write it down though if you want. It's this. Remember that trials mold us into who God wants us to be. Well, like I said, it's not in your notes, but you can write it down. It's those trials that God wants to mold us into who he wants us to be. So Paul, our guy, he talks about this. It's going to be on the screen. This is Romans 5. If you want to follow along, it's page uh, 1130. Romans 5, we'll look at verse 3. Paul says this, don't miss it. Not only so, but we also glory or we boast in our suffering. Because we know, get this, this is huge, that suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance produces character, character hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. See, for, for me, when I, when I moved cities, that was hard, right? It, it was a struggle. It was a trial, like Paul talks about in these verses on the screen. But for me, that suffering, what did it, 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 for me, produced uh, perseverance, right? This idea of what, what we're talking about tonight, of, of pushing through with God's help. But perseverance, what did that do? In me, it produced character, right? We've, we've talked about character before here at Info. Character is who you really are on the inside. But then in these verses, Paul says it doesn't stop there. Your character produces hope. And so for me, because of, of uh, the trial of me moving cities, I don't know what yours is, but for me moving cities and going through some other difficult things in life, over time, God has started to build in me hope in Him. So, so don't, don't miss this. Say this to me. Don't miss this. Whatever struggle that you're going through, God is trying to move you to a place where you have hope in Him. So for me, I'm, I'm not perfect, but, but now when tough times come along, I'm able to deal with it a little better because I've got more hope in God over time. But maybe, maybe you're not quite there yet. In fact, maybe you're in the room right now and, and you really are in the middle of a struggle, in the middle of a time that you would by all means identify that is a trial in your life. And maybe you would say, you know, honestly, Matt, I don't see any hope that you're talking about. I'm not seeing any way that God is fighting for me. It's not getting any better. I mean, don't give me a verbal response, but how many of you in your mind you think that right now? You're thinking, the struggle that I am going through is never going to end. 
Maybe you're thinking, God, are you really even good? Do you really love me if you're allowing me to go through this difficult thing in life? And see, and so for, for me, when I have those thoughts, even anger toward God for allowing whatever things to happen to me that happen, something that I really leaned on was the, the power of prayer. And maybe you're in the room and you're thinking, really? Really not prayer? Yeah, yeah, prayer. Prayer is a huge way that God helps us in our trials. And so, and so I, I want to end tonight by doing something a little unique. If you're here in the room, just go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. This doesn't require uh, talking to anybody else. You can put down your pens, your notes, your Bibles. And like I said, maybe some of you are in the room right now, and you are in the middle of a tough time. And maybe you want to take these two uh, principles that Casey and I have given you and apply it to your life, but right now you're, you're thinking, I don't even see any hope. And like I said, maybe it's parents splitting up, maybe it's tough times at school, maybe it's not having friends, I don't know. But I want to pray specifically, this would be all of you in the room, but specifically for you who feels like there's no hope, no end in sight, no light at the end of the tunnel 